welcome to Step Up to the Microphone. It's a great day to be alive. I'm going to cut right to the chase today. Let's talk about this essential versus non-essential thing that started last year with COVID. And what it really meant. They told you if you were essential or non-essential. If you mattered or not. Everyone matters. They have no authority to do that. But what they were really targeting was the church. Why would they tell the church it was non-essential? That is the work of the devil. And they were just trying to shut it down because they're terrified of what's about to happen in the world. They're terrified of the Great Awakening. Now yes, I know people are using the Great Awakening over and over as a catch line, a tag, to sell merchandise. That's not what I'm doing. There's a literal Great Awakening happening. Now you can cloud your mind with the garbage being given you, or you can sit there and read your Bible and see it. It's your choice. You have the power to make your own decisions. So I just ask you respectfully to open your Bible and see the truth and not all the garbage you're giving you. Because yes, you're going to see a bunch of evil. That's what they intend you to see. They want you to be scared. They want you to be in fear. Well, we don't need to live a life of fear. We need to live a life of grace and glory. That way we can show people who Jesus is. Who he is, is powerful, almighty, and he has this in hand. No matter what the devil does, we win. We will kick the devil's butt. But he wants the church to be non-essential. Why would the devil want the church to be non-essential? Well, the Great Awakening is going to happen, no matter what he says. And yes, he gets his butt kicked at the end of it. So we just have people thinking that the church is non-essential so they won't go, so you get your butt kicked with them. That's what he wants. You ha he's got you brainwashed into thinking the church is non-essential. No, the church is essential for your everlasting soul. It is the body of Christ. It says so right there in the scripture. We are part of his body. Jesus Christ body. So the devil is doing everything he can to disrupt the church and disjoint it and disunify it like he has always done. This is all what he's done throughout history. Everything he can to fight God. He knows how it ends. It says how it ends for him in Ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 19. We should take a look at that and read it and understand it. So let's do that. It starts with, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, and diamond. Bernil, onyx, and jasper. Sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers you, I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within, and you sinned. Therefore I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground, I laid you before kings, that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities. 
by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth. In the sight of all who saw you, all who knew you, among the peoples were are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. You see from that passage right there, the devil knows where he's going. He knows how it ends. So he has seven things he's doing right now through this pandemic, through the election, through all of this stuff that he's doing to deceive the church and to stop the Great Awakening, to slow it down at least. It's still going to come, one way or another. At least a billion souls will come to Christ. But the first thing he does is he deceives us into thinking we're all alone, which helps consume us in fear, worry, and doubt. What's been going on? Everyone's been terrified. Oh, let's go get the vaccine. But now people are dying of the vaccine, so we don't know what to do. We should just wear this mask forever and submit. So they're scared, which leads to worry and doubt. They don't know who to believe anymore. There's a doorway for Satan to get in right there. Next, he still steals, kills, and destroys. Well, we've known that. He's destroying this nation right now with everything they're doing in the White House. Destroying it from the ground up. And we're allowing him to do it because we aren't standing up, we aren't standing firm. The next thing he likes to do is come as an angel of light and tricks us to rely on ourselves. He makes you think that you are as God. No, you are not. You were created by God with the breath of God to serve God and to give God glory. You weren't created to be a God. You never were. You never will be. So get that out of your head. The fourth thing he does is he's the author of confusion and he breeds distrust and paranoia. Let's chew on that one for a minute. Have you been on some of these social media websites where these people are paranoid and putting all these conspiracy theories out? They are putting conspiracy theories out that show how paranoid they are. Yes, this stuff is probably happening, but they're putting all their focus into it and they can't even look and see their shadow without jumping. It's getting bad. You have crazy, crazy headlines. And they are thinking the worst of each other. They're destroying each other. And that's the one thing that Satan needs us to do is destroy each other instead of build each other up. Instead of unify. If we're not unifying, we can't build the church. We need to build the church so Christ comes in with a full body. With his body ready to throw the hammer down. Do you not understand that? He has to have the full church. The next thing Satan likes to do is he tries to lead us into a downward spiral of depression and despair. Think about the lockdown. Not being able to hug your loved ones. Not being able to see your grandparents or your friends. Depression has gone up and suicide rates have gone up. The high school suicide rate has gone up. Look it up. Do your research. People are so upset and depressed over not being able to see each other if they're in lockdown still that it's just gotten sick and demented and they're wanting to kill each other. They need community with each other. That's how God built us. We need each other. We need that community with each other. The sixth thing he does is he causes sickness and disease. Well, that'd be the Rona. Even though we have a 99.2% survival rate, he's given these masks that increase your chance of bacterial pneumonia by keeping them on by using fear. So your sickness and disease goes up because your uh, body isn't reacting like it normally would. You are breeding sickness and disease because of your fear. 
You're so scared that you get sick easier. And the last thing he does is he works hard to disunify, to cause strife, and destroy the church. If he can get us to fight each other over a mask and a vaccine, what else can he get us to do? If he can get us to fight each other over politicians, what else is he willing to do to divide us and destroy us? We need to unify. We need to shut everyone up and get on one message on one point, and that one message and one point is Jesus is here to save the world from sin, depression, hunger, everything. If you're not into that message, then I guess turn this podcast off because that's the message we need to be on. We need to be banding together on that one message. That one message delves into all the other messages and converges into one. If you don't believe me, read your Bible. It gives you all the answers right there. We need to quit being asleep at the will. That's where we've been for the past 60 years, it seems like. We've let them control everything. We've let them bring in all their evilness starting in the 60s to now. Starting with Woodstock and that whole generation to now. They brought in their evilness and we just let it slip in. First, they took prayer out of school. Then they took the guns out of the schools. Now they take the Bible out of school. What's next? Oh, look, now you can't even pray in public without being laughed at and ridiculed. You can't walk around without a mask without being laughed at and ridiculed. And then forbid you tell someone you're not going to get vaccinated, the response you get from that, that has got to be insane. The response they're giving when you tell someone you're not going to get vaccinated because you trust God more than you trust man is insane. We shouldn't be fighting each other over this. It's, okay, you don't want to get vaccinated. I understand where you're coming from. But no one can get on board with that. Okay, if you want to get vaccinated, go ahead and get vaccinated. That is your choice. I'm not there to make the choice for you. You don't need to be making my choices for me. I have First Amendment rights. I have the whole Bill of Rights, actually, to live off of in this country, in the United States of America. So, don't tell me I have to get vaccinated and I have to do this and I have to do that. There is no law on the books that supersedes the Constitution. So no, I don't have to get vaccinated. I keep my faith in Christ and know he's got, the, he's got this. He's going to win. He always does. Even when things look down and out and I'm depressed and sad, Jesus finds a way to win. He's the ultimate underdog. He is the Rocky Balboa of the universe. What do people not get about that? Every time we've thought he was down and out, he's won. He died on the cross, came back three days later. I mean, come on. And not only did he come back, he set the captives free. What else could he do for you not to understand this? And these things really happened. They're finding archeological proof of this stuff. I've got some great articles about church attendance. It's gone down two thirds since coronavirus. Only a third of the people are showing up for in-person worship, for community, for the bonding of the body of Christ. Why is that? Because we let fear control us. We've let this fear control us for far too long. It's time to get back in church. It's time to get back in community. It's time to make friends again and bond. To start having Friday night Bible study with other men and women. To start going to church Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Go to Tuesday morning Bible study. Go to Monday night Bible study. It doesn't matter. Just show up and be involved. That's what we need to do. We need to throw these masks in the trash, light them on fire, and get going to church. Build that community. Build those friendships and relationships that we've been lacking for the past year to year and a half, and even longer. Because let's face it, a bunch of us haven't been going to church for probably five to ten years. And we don't know what's missing in our life. 
But once you get back into church and you start hearing the Word of God from a preacher, and if the preacher tells you you have to wear a mask and be six feet apart and he'd prefer you to be online church, you don't need to be in that church. Find a church where they're going to bring you in there and let you be in the house to worship to get community with your fellow brethren and sisters. That's where you need to be. Build that community. Build it stronger than it has been before. And do it in a way that the Holy Spirit takes over this time. For the longest, we weren't letting the Holy Spirit take over in the church. We were letting the church take over the church. The people take over the church, which led to the devil taking over the church. Let's just let the Holy Spirit do what he does and take over the church. Let it boom, let it explode and grow. That's what we have to do. Quit living in fear. We can't be doing that anymore. The church is essential, not non-essential. So quit buying the lie. That's a huge lie telling you your church is non-essential. So is it your hairstylist non-essential? Well, you're starting to look a little scrappy, you need a haircut. No, your hairstylist isn't non-essential. Your air conditioning tech is definitely not non-essential. You definitely need your nurses and your auto mechanics and everything else. So why don't you need the church? You do need the church. You need it big time. If you really want to know why you need, to need the church, listen to this reason right here. Jesus loves us. Take those shots. Jesus loves us. So, so we can make friends to be honest and teach each other about Jesus. Now those are the two most simple answers ever from children. Did you not get that? Because Jesus loves you and he wants you to be there because he loves you and because he wants you to make friends that keep you honest in Jesus. How much simpler could that be? I've learned most of the time the greatest wisdom when it comes to Jesus and learning about Jesus comes from children because they keep it simple. They keep it easy and they know the truth. They have a hard time lying. I mean, they lie when it comes to getting out of trouble, but when it comes to Jesus, they tell the truth. Nothing but the truth. So quit letting Satan ramp things up and let's ramp things up for Jesus. Let's put it so hardcore that Jesus is in the headlines everywhere. Jesus' picture is everywhere. The news can't get enough of Jesus. That's where we need to be. We need to, it needs to be, hey look, this church gathered 10,000 people in this small town for Jesus at the flagpole. This church here went and served the community and they got 30,000 people to come to Jesus. That's how it needs to be. That's where we need to go. We need to quit living in fear. Quit staying six feet apart from each other. Quit letting Satan ramp up the attack. Quit letting him get, have BLM and Antifa go insane on us. Let's just get away from his little plan he has and go back to God's plan and bring in this great awakening. Yes, we're going to see a bunch of evil stuff. We're going to see all the evil these people have done. Put it out of your mind. We don't need to focus on that. We need to focus on winning souls. There are people we are not going to be able to win. We have to deal with that. We have to at least try, but we aren't going to be able to win. If you aren't catching on to what I'm getting at, I'm telling you do not have any fear. There's no reason to have fear if you're in Jesus. None at all. In fact, you should be at peace. Even with the chaos in the world, you should be at peace. Because you know where you're going no matter what. If you were to die tomorrow, you'd know you're going to heaven. So don't be terrified and scared thinking you have to have a vaccine and you need to do everything they tell you to do. Because that's the work of the devil. Fear is the work of the devil. You can't live in fear. It's just not healthy. 
So let's get into some verses that'll help you with that. Start with Philippians 4, 6. And nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. He's telling you don't be anxious. I mean, everyone's been anxious the past year and a half almost over this virus, over the craziness and the politics and everything else. The, the mass shootings are going up. We're all becoming anxious. Don't be. Trust in God. Let Him do His thing. Here's another verse we should be looking at, just to give us comfort through this time. Here's Philippians 4.19. My God will supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We'll go into 20. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever. Amen. So all your needs and everything you need is going to be supplied. So why are we freaking out? He's got your back. He's got your six. Don't worry about it. God has you. Quit fearing everything they're telling you to fear. I mean, if we got rid of the fear, we would unify a whole lot quicker. I mean, point seven in the list of how Satan tries to beat the church, how his seven tactics to defeat Jesus, it was, he works hard to disunify. Isn't that what the Democrat Party's been doing? And the Republican Party, for the past 150 years, they've done everything to disunify us. Quit worrying about what they're saying, what they're doing. Let's unify in Christ. Let's build the body. Put all that out your head. Don't even think about it. Turn your news off. Turn your social media off if you have to. And just think about Jesus. Think about what He does for us. Trust me, you'll be in a lot better mood once you do. Once you don't have that negative aspect in your life. Here's another great verse to look at. Psalms 55:22. Cast your burden on Yahweh, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. He's not going to allow you to be moved if you're righteous with Him. If you're in His glory. Cast your burdens on Him. Cast your fears. Your, what you're scared of. Your worries. Cast it all on Him. That's what He's there for. He, he's there for you. He doesn't want you to be scared. Here's another great verse. To, this is from the book of John. Chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be fearful. That, those were straight from Jesus' mouth. Don't fear. Don't be led astray in fear. Don't be fearful. I mean, it's really simple. Let's quit fearing and let's build the body up. Let's unify. If we got rid of the fear and we started trusting each other and working with each other, the world would be such a better place. Let's get rid of the fear. Let's fight them on this COVID stuff, this Second Amendment stuff, the First Amendment stuff they're fighting us on. Let's fight back. Let's fight back in the way God would, the way Jesus instructed us how to. I mean, He's giving us the armor of God to go with. We need to use it in every capacity. It's not just defensive. It can be used offensive as well. And we need to start standing up and letting them know that we can play offense as well as defense. No team will win a championship just playing defense. At some point, you have to have a good offense. Yes, your defense has to be awesome and stellar, but your offense has to be just as good. You have to be fully rounded. That's what Christ calls us to do in the body, to be fully rounded. To be the ultimate team, the ultimate unity, ultimate unifiers. Not to be dividers, to be unifiers. But he knew that we become divided in him because we would think of things our own way and not ask for the Holy Spirit to give us guidance. 
those days are over. It's time for us to tell the Holy Spirit to take the will, give us understanding, read our Bible as a child, and get the understanding from a child to understand the Bible. It's that simple. It really is. So turn off the news, turn off your social media if that's your problem, and that's where you're seeing all the crazy headlines that put you into fear. Open your Bible, turn on some good, clean Christian music, and worship. Quit letting the devil drive a wedge between you and God with fear. That's all I'm asking. Just open it up to Him. Let Him take control. If you feel like you need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to take over, then let Him take over. And just just let Him control, take control of the wheel. Once He does, things do get better. It might not look better. You might be making less money. You might be not have as much food, but you're never struggling. He provides what you need, so quit worrying. He's going to give you everything you need. Just trust in Him. Just give Him the glory. Give Him the honor. That's all He asks for. So just don't let the devil deceive you anymore. Don't let him steal, kill, and destroy. Don't let him trick you into relying on yourself. Don't let him confuse you and lead you into distrust and paranoia. Don't try to let him lead you into a doubt, downward spiral of depression and despair. Don't let him cause sickness and disease by following these guidelines that they keep giving us. We know how our body can be healed. Jesus told us point blank in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, if we eat correctly, our bodies will be healed. And lastly, don't let the devil disunify us. Don't let him separate us. That's the worst thing we can let him do, and we've let him do it for far too long, and it's time for us to stop that nonsense. We need to go out in our communities and be warriors. Strap on that armor and be warriors and fight to the death until we win. Don't let Satan use these seven tactics repeatedly on us. He's done it throughout history. I mean, look at Nazi Germany. Look at the Roman Empire. Look at the Persian Empire. He's used these tactics over and over again, and we keep letting him use them. We know his playbook. Let's expose it. And let's use God's playbook. We have God's playbook. It's called the Holy Bible, so let's use it. Now let's get into some good news, because it's always great to have good news. So let's find some good news headlines and let it roll. Check this out from the Western Journal. A man set out on a 130-mile moathon, drove his lawnmower across the state to raise money for charity. That's just determination right there. And it looks like it might have been close to where I'm at. West Orange Chamber of Commerce Facebook screenshot is what it says. Let's dig into this a little bit. This was actually in West Orange, Florida. He drove 130 miles to raise money for charity. You gotta love it when people do crazy things for charity. That's always awesome. Chip Hawthorne is a name. With Main Street Mower, drove his Toro lawnmower across the Sunshine State of the for the West Orange Chapter for Habitat for Humanity. That's even better. Giving people houses. You gotta love stories like that. And then a cafeteria worker was met with heartwarming celebration from students for passing her citizenship test. She did it the right way and got the recognition she deserved. 
She earned that recognition. She worked hard to get that citizenship. That's the way it should be. We shouldn't have all these illegal immigrants running around. Come here and do it the legal way. That's all we're asking. Something cool, kind of interesting, ties into history. They found a 3,000-year-old Egyptian city left as if it were yesterday. That's really awesome. Uh, if the stuff of dreams is being held a second most important discovery as the opening of King Tutankhamun's tomb, an ancient lost city has been found near the famous Valley of the Kings. Exca excavations began six months ago in September, about 300 miles south of Cairo, and before long, to the team's great surprise, formations of mud bricks began to appear in all directions. See, they're finding more stuff from the times of the Bible. So we're going to be able to prove more and more stuff. That is always awesome to be able to prove more stuff about the Bible. That's always great news. They've had some other stuff they found over there in the Dead Sea, as far as the scrolls and stuff. But this is awesome news right here in itself. I love seeing history come alive right in front of our eyes. It's always fun to watch. Scientists finding out there might be a fifth force in nature. Well, who could have thunk it? Maybe it could be God? Huh? You ever think of that? But they say, I've always said there's four elements. Well, that's because God created the four elements. He's the fifth element. I mean, think about it. But yeah, it's a story on Good News Network right here. Look it up if you want. They're talking about finding a fifth element called the Muon... G2 experiment conducted at U.S. Department of Energy's Fermi Laboratory results could either point to an undiscovered particle or a completely new force acting in the universe, which would be far more exciting. Well, it's not a completely new source. There's nothing new under the sun. We just didn't know about it. It's the work of God. He's going to prove himself. So, yeah, that's awesome news right there. He's finding ways to prove himself day in and day out. Well, that's all I've got today. Hopefully, y'all have a great day, great week. Y'all have a good one. God bless.